are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network and it's time you know the the curtain's falling we got hooked off the stage it's time to wrap up another successful well the first successful season of eye on the prize here on oneofus.net it is me, your host, Justin Zarian, the host with the most, that guy from the Breakfast Pub that I always talk about. And uh, <laughs> over here on my theoretical left and right here on the recording studio, we got Shaquille Lambert. What's up? Hey, what's happening? Not much. And, hey, look, there's a familiar face. It's Ian Butcher. Hey, back from the dead. Woo! Yeah, where the fuck yeah. you been? <laughs> I was dead, uh, man. I was moving and, uh, you know, other stuff. Oh, you were moving? Yeah. Wait, uh, there, you might hear a, a a a lawnmower going by outside. Uh, try to ignore it. It's because I'm at a new place. <laughs> hey, I don't blame yeah. you, man. I uh, I had some construction going on the last time I was recording a podcast. I'm just like, it's just unavoidable some days. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So no, man. Um, I didn't know you moved. That's awesome. Totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, let's see. What has been going on else with you guys? So. Uh, Ian, since we haven't heard from you in a while, other than moving, have you been up to anything fun lately? Any uh, cool movies you've seen? Uh, yeah, you know, just the usual. Uh, uh, had, uh, had some edibles and went to a Terror Tuesday last night, so if I'm a little loopy. <laughs> a little bit. Why are like the last uh, few like stories you told us involves? Okay, I took drugs and then I saw a movie. It's, just like... <laughs> it's a great combination, kids. Uh, yeah. Honestly, most of my life the last couple of weeks has literally just been moving and trying to get everything moved into my house. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. And then and then south by starting up, so my life won't resume for another week and a half. Yeah, no, I've heard that. I mean, that's going to be pretty busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, actually, uh, Chris asked me to take over for the next two weeks on the Breakfast Pub because of that. So he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to preemptively ask you because South by is just going to suck my soul pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got Mr. Lambert here who's going to help me out with that along with Nick Tice. Yes. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, I've been doing a couple of the previous Breakfast Pubs, and they've been fun. Even though we've gotten a lot of bullshit, and I'm assuming we will – Again, on the next episode, but they've been fun to just talk about. Yes, well, you can't, I mean, theoretically, if Caitlin is recording this time, you can't sexually harass her like you did with uh, Trevor. That wasn't me. That was that was entirely I, Nick. I'm saying generally we cannot do that, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, uh, you missed the out on that. hell have I missed? Oh, you missed oh, out. Uh, a lot. <laughs> no, Nick, uh, we had a um, sound technician for the last recording, and Nick was just flirting with him, just like, hey, man, you, look su- you, you sound super sexy, even though you couldn't hear him kind of thing. Just like, imagine a deep, dark, sensual voice. He's just, <laughs> it was really, really funny. <laughs> But no, we got Logan here on the sound recording today. Hey, Logan. He cannot I mean, he cannot speak into this part, but we can hear him. <laughs> hey, congrats on your uh, Best Original Screenplay nomination, Logan. Adapted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tell me all about uh, X-23 and Professor Xavier, Logan. <laughs> yeah, I thought Disaster Artist was better. <laughs> uh, no. Well, hey, uh, I've actually been seeing a few trailers for the South by uh, movie, so do you already have your uh, spot spot reserved for a few of those screenings that are coming up? Or uh, No, because I'm uh, literally working the entire week. So. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, oh, are you going to be able to see anything? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see anything. I'm going to try to see some stuff, but uh, I honestly have no clue what I'll be able to make. Damn. Aww. Well, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Hopefully, you can get to one at least. I, 
I know the feeling when I went to uh, Sundance. I managed to squeeze into like one screening of Brooklyn uh, that time when I was up at the festival. So just like, hey, this is the best I can do. It's worth it. You know? Well, that's the thing is, uh, unlike uh, like a fantastic fest where I can kind of slip into whatever because it's all under the draft house banner. Uh, this being South by and me not having an actual South by badge, but still working it makes it a lot more difficult to get into movies. Oh yeah, fair enough. So, <laughs> not even like music stuff either. Oh no. Oh dang man. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try, again, I'm gonna try to see if I can weasel my way into some music stuff, but I also value sleep. That's true. That is true. I mean, I would rather get sleep than go see a movie. To be fair, so. Well, depends on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You know, Christopher Nolan movie. They were like, hey, we got these early tickets to Avengers. I'd be like, fuck sleep. I'm not sleeping for a month. <laughs> sleep is the cousin of death. <laughs> fuck hey, out of here. I'm going to see I'll, this I'll, I'll suck your dick for those tickets. I don't even care. <laughs> oh, what? You, you're not asking me to? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Give those tickets. Well, I hope you can get those tickets, man. Good on you. <laughs> God, I hope so, too. <laughs> No, that's cool. I actually got um, some friends of mine from the grad program here who are going for the uh, music festival, so I'm really excited to hear back from them, too. Um, so then, Shaq, what have you been up to, man? Um, nothing really. You know, school's been up. Uh, still playing a bunch of fucking video games. Um, I played, uh, was it, Monster Hunter World, the game that everyone's kind of talking about right now. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Not exactly for me, but I get why the I get the appeal is there, because these monsters are freaking massive. And it's fun always taking one of them down. Um, I actually did an impromptu double feature the other day where I did a uh, game night, which is surprisingly really good. I've been like, meaning so to much see better that. than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, also, surprisingly, like really well put together. Like in the sense, of, like I didn't expect it for like a studio comedy. Like the transitions, like how they're almost like mini game pieces. Uh, the Cliff Martinez score is like weirdly intense for what's. <laughs> basically a dark comedy <laughs> and everyone's talking about jesse plemons and for good reason because he's fucking hilarious in this um and then the moment i got out of that i saw that jumanji was playing in the theater right next door in like three minutes i literally just walked into that <laughs> and that was that was also pretty fun not as good i didn't enjoy it as much as game night but i enjoyed myself and i was actually going to do a third i was going to do annihilation right after but I was like, I need to get home because I'm hungry and the Oscars were about to start. So I was like, we're about to talk about this for the show. So I can't kind of can't miss this. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. We <laughs> we couldn't help you support your movie. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to try and see it sometime this week. I'll probably see it either tomorrow or Friday. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I've yeah, that's, that's all it from my end. Yeah. No, I haven't seen a lot of new movies myself. I've been meaning to see Game Night. I've actually heard a lot of good stuff about it from friends. So. Um, and then lately, yeah, I've just been palling around with stuff. Uh, my birthday's coming up in a few weeks, so I've been uh, making my list. My mom's just like, what do you want, Justin? And I'm just like, you know, I just want you guys' company and, uh, oh, also this, 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 this. <laughs> listen, I wish my mom was like that. She was like, listen, I'm going to just give you a gift card for, like, the movies or the bookstore, and that's it. I'm like, listen, if you're going to give me a gift card, please get me an Amazon one, because then it's just, like, giving me money. <laughs> No, fair enough. And, you know, uh, and also uh, I'm flying down to Utah on Thursday, which is why we're recording early on Thursday for Breakfast Pub. 
And uh, gotcha. Yeah, because I got spring break for my school coming up this next week, and um, I am visiting a certain lady friend. So that might. Hey. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, it's been go- developing for a couple months now. So this is our first time actually meeting each other in person. It's a long distance thing, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're those dude, th- listen. I'll tell you right now, those things are always tough, but when they're worth it, they're fucking worth it, man. Oh yeah, and you we're, know we're, it, we're gonna see we're gonna see pictures of Justin here in a couple of days on like the the top of a party boat with his shirt off, you know, just like pouring the beer keg, just pouring it all over his head, being like, yeah, spring break. <laughs> you do know what spring break is for people who are not, I mean, who are uh, Latter Day Saints, right? <laughs> I just assume that spring break is spring break. <laughs> All this spring break. That, that's the one time they, they entitle in debauchery. Exactly. Yeah. It's really, it's, you know. Jesus understands. <laughs> no, but that's uh, that's going to be fun. And then, yeah, otherwise, um, one bit of sad news. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I mentioned about the PhD applications I sent. Austin doesn't want me. So. Ah, yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I, I did get accepted to one university in Illinois. So we'll see how that develops. But. Yeah, sorry, UT Austin. You could have had me. You could have benefited from my intellect and my amazingness, but oh well. <laughs> you also could have. Maybe they also worked out the narcissism at the same time. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah. Hey, hey, I've been told by some people I talk about myself too much, so I'm trying. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. With all that out of the way, let's just do. I mean, one little bit of news was that the Indie Spirit Awards happened right before um, the Oscars, and yeah, surprise, Get Out dominated that, of course. Yeah, because it should have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, and I've been on record, I say, I really like Get Out. I wasn't blown away like everyone else was, but I really did enjoy it, and I'm totally happy it got what the recognition it deserved, so. Uh, yeah, in, the Indies Beer Award, so that one lead, led for Best Feature, you know, there's a bunch of other winners. Uh, and then, kind of a throwaway award. I guess what the Razzies happened. Nobody cares. We don't talk about the damn Razzies because fuck the Razzies. I know, but also let's just say the Emoji Movie won Worst Picture. Come on, we we all knew that was coming. All right, that that was expected. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so there you go. That's all done with the news. Woo! I'm so good at this. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now it's time for the Oscar winners, the thing that we've been looking forward to all year. Woo! Um, Fury Road didn't win. Damn it! <laughs> Not a damn thing. Is is Six Oscars not enough for you guys? No, it no. needs six hundred every year, <laughs> every till the end of time. And the max, the max, uh, Mad Max award for <laughs> whatever. Best right? Mad Max goes to Mad Max. Yes. <laughs> Best use of Furiosa in a movie goes to Mad Max. Fury and Road. the Dark Knight award goes to Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> And there was like they just cut to the audience, and everyone was just confused. <laughs> <laughs> they were almost as confused as when uh, Francis McDormand mentioned inclusion writers. Where it's like, I'm assuming that's important, but I have never heard of that <laughs> yeah. before. I like, rewatched, yeah, I rewatched class, it, and I was like, what that means. <laughs> yeah, I had to look it up. I think that's the thing that she wanted everyone to look it up what it means, and it's actually pretty cool. Okay, so but, um, for the record, what is it? Because um, I mean, I know basically what it uh, implies, but what what is, what is the actual definition there? What it basically means is that um, it's like so, uh, an actor can have that in their contract that they want uh, that they want the cast like not just behind the scenes but like uh, not in front of the scenes but like behind the scenes that they want more uh, diverse people behind the scenes in the sense of just like producer not just producers but like uh, camera operators uh, that kind of shit. Hmm. Okay. But just like something to 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 to, add, to make sure that it's not just entirely white people like there's there's more people like 
sorry, straight white people, but they, they, they want a more like uh, people of color, more women, more LGBTQ, uh, more people with disabilities, just like to get them more roles and more um, uh, like, you, you get what I mean, right? No, no, I get you. I mean, I'm two, two minds on that. I mean, I do support getting more diverse representation, but also forcing it to get people involved rather than skills. I don't, I don't know. It's... No, no, that's what I mean. But it's to get, uh, I think it's just to give more uh, an, uh, more opportunities to people who have like who usually don't get them. Sure, sure. No, that's fi- that's fine. So, uh, yeah. Then okay, sure. Uh, now I've the more you know, everybody. There we go. Uh, okay. So we got a long list of winners here. Twenty four categories. Um. I'm just going to say that uh, I predicted 20 out of 24 of these, so I'm kind of good at my game here. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to check. I, I actually didn't check what was the number because I didn't keep track of it. But uh, as we keep going, I can go like, all right, I did uh, mention this and whether or not. And, I know... and even then, I have like audio evidence from the last episode to back me up on it. <laughs> and I know for a fact that uh, Ian did call at least the big one. So, yeah, you got I was that. right. Yeah, I win everything. Give me all the trophies. <laughs> give me all the awards. <laughs> give it all to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Lily, the, the reason uh, that we even asked him to do it after and like put it in the comments is like, listen, I don't want him to say I got 24 out of 24 <laughs> before it happens. <laughs> Would have done it though. I'm sure. I would have been right. (laughs) Totally right. Yeah, because you got every single one that you predicted right. Totally, man. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's funny because the the whole time the show was going, uh, we had like a uh, like chat room going, and I didn't really contribute that much uh, except for at the very end when uh, my one comment was, "I won, bitch." Yeah, (laughs) I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that was a fun. That was a fun night, and. I will say, too, before we start, uh, I had my Oscar party this week, and um, two people showed up. So Damn. Yeah. I'm, it was literally one of those things I worried about where it's like, oh, yeah, two days before the event, I get, like, a massive email just going, yeah, I'm going to be busy. Oh, the kids are going to be up all night. Oh, I, uh, my thesis work is going on too long. I'm just like, all right, I get yeah, it. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> so, but, uh, hey, to you two people who showed up, and you know who you are, you guys are awesome. So... Yeah, you made the night worth it. Fuck the rest of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are dead to me. <laughs> yeah, now I've depressed myself. I need a drink. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. Just pulling out a 40. <laughs> like, me, just to know. I'm, I'm building up my tolerance for spring break. <laughs> <laughs> Life is so meaningless. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we got, um, we'll just run through some of the bottom ones here. Uh. For this animated short, the uh, supposedly controversial one, uh, Dear Basketball, because Kobe Bryant is an Oscar winner. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's great, but at the same time, it's like, oh, right, yeah, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing those, those, those allegations came in strong again. Well, I mean, that's, I don't know, I, I get it. Yes, those allegations were there, that did happen as such, but... Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm so just fed up talking about that. That's, that's one of those ones that we're just not going to touch. Yeah, but hey, I mean, from what I heard, that animated short's really, really good. So I really want to see it now. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and then um, what's the guy's name who was the other winner? Because uh, that was the big deal. I think it won mostly because that guy is a legendary. Um, it's like oh, Gil- Glenn King. Glenn King. That's right. Uh, yeah, he's a legendary animator. So <laughs> yeah, because he worked mostly on like the Disney Renaissance. Yeah. No, he. He uh, pretty much owned on that. Um, and then live action short, we had Silent Child. I totally got that wrong. So I will admit yeah, we, that. We both called the Cobb Elementary because we were just like, 
Let's just pick a random fucking name. <laughs> but one that we did pick a random name on, and we were totally right that it was going to be the one that everyone noticed was <laughs> the best documentary short for Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that, that name is too funny for it not to be that. Oh, yeah. No, I I don't even know what it's about. I'm assuming it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sure it's a good movie. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. I totally called it for a documentary feature, Icarus One. Yeah, that that one you got. I got um, uh, I, I had picked Faces Places because that was the biggest one to me. But yeah, no, Icarus. That's the that's the one that started fucking up my streak. Yeah, well, and that's also. I mean, one is because you know they'll always vote political if it's a good category to put to vo- voice it on it because it's all like, oh yeah, Russia and the politics and the scandals of the Olympics and what's not. Um, but then two, also the big record. It's the first documentary win for Netflix. So. I'm sure they had a little bit of a push on that one there. Yeah. Uh, And then best original song was Remember Me from Coco. I mean, as I called from the beginning, you were, (laughs) you were right. You were right. When when it went up, um, the the friend I was watching it with, I turned over to her. I'm like, and now the Coco award. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, side note, what do we think about all the performances like that they played during the show? um, I liked all of them except for common. Yeah. Um, Because, (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, no, Ian, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, um, uh, I, I like them all to varying degrees, uh, but when the Greatest Showman song get, uh, started playing, uh, uh, I, I got up and walked outside. Sure yeah, I, I figured, I honestly would have done the same, but I was like, oh, I might miss something, but yeah, dude. It's weird when that uh, song... Yeah. Uh, no, I, I literally was just like, you know what, because we watched it at the uh, at the, the draft house, they were they were doing an Oscar party there. Nice. Was like, you know what, if anything happens, just come outside and get me. I just hung out in the lobby for like 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is, too, it's like that song actually sounds better when it's just produced in a studio because live it's just kind of unremarkable. <laughs> you know, I, just, I don't like that song. Like, literally, I know, uh, I know. I've talked at length about the amount of times I keep running into people who are like, man, dude, I love The Greatest Showman. I've seen it like 10 times or whatever. Who are these people? No, dude, dude everybody. <laughs> dude, dude, I didn't, like, I was going to tell you this last week, but on the show, uh, when I went to see Black Panther the second time, there are two people sitting right beside me. And one of them was like, yeah, me and my wife have seen it three times. I'm like, why do I keep running into these people? It's a it's a oh. cult hit. You know, it's kind of the... Uh, it's it's the not pit. even a cult hit. It's just a hit. Yeah. A hit that just came literally out of nowhere. Yeah, hey, well, as much of a sore loser as Hugh Jackman's been this Oscar race, if you notice all these grumpy faces whenever he doesn't win, there you nah. go. You, you made a lot of money, man. <laughs> but uh, how was it? Uh, the Remember Me performance? I think yeah, I think like everyone else, I think we were all like, yeah, Gal wasn't great. Like well, I, I get that he was there because it was obviously his character, but like his performance at the show itself wasn't particularly great or good. I thought he was fine. Uh, at least I knew who he was because when Miguel went on stage, I'm just like, okay, I got to look this up. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> but... Dude, Miguel is great. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He was he was fine singing it. I'm just like, hmm, not placing it i'm thinking the weekend because of crazy hairstyle but i know it's not for a fact so <laughs> i know i know i'm just kidding <laughs> um but uh yeah no that was a good performance i thought overall um but man common i already didn't like that song very much when we covered it in our previous episode yeah and this is like okay and now he's gonna get the big stand just like yeah i'm gonna stand for something and tell you all about my politics kind of stuff i'm just like all right, man, cool. It's... The th- here's the thing. The thing is, is if you get a civil rights movie, whether you want him or not, Kama's going to show up. Oh, that's his thing now. <laughs> like uh, like Terminator Salvation, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, Hell on Wheels, man? Totally political, man. You're joking, but it's actually kind of right. Like, like John Wick 
Yes. <laughs> John Wick the Civil Rights of Assassins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, assassins have the right to talk about the NRA. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy you know I actually would be curious if what an assassin's opinion in the NRA is but oh well right <laughs> um, I don't think they give a shit they could just use it anyway yeah also fun fact too um, Robert Lopez the guy who won for that along with his wife he is now the first double EGOT winner so which <laughs> man yeah I heard that the next day I was like first off how do you not talk about that and second like, now you're not talking about it on stage. Basically, just pull your dick out and say, hey, guys, I'm better than all y'all right now. <laughs> well, now, Will Miranda, I'm going to bury all of you. You're dead. <laughs> yep, he bit. He beat Lynn. I mean, hooray for the guy who wrote Avenue Q in the Book of Mormon musical. So, hey. <laughs> that man is a genius. Oh, he is, <laughs> Like, the thing is, it's, like, it's weird to think that, like, it's hard enough to get one of the four, much less an EGOT, but to do it twice... <laughs> Uh, that's, been, that's that's baffling. I mean, he's been in the game for a while. I mean, that's what like ten, fifteen years accumulated. I think since he since he won his first thing. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. Uh, speaking of music and a double winner, uh, Oscar, Alexander Desplat won his second Oscar for The Shape of Water for original score. Woo! As we called because that score is the best out of the five. Oh, I, I do still think. Don- Kirk is a kind of a better score, but I love Shape of Water. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, in our lengthy episode that we had about the music ones, me, Shaq, and technically JC, even though he didn't listen to anything, we were just like, yeah, that's our favorite. Yeah, actually, no, I listened to, I told you, I listened to some of it. The only two I didn't listen to were the Three Billboards one and the Phantom Thread one. Yeah, you only had heard, like, selections from it, yeah. but uh, Yes. No, that was good. And then uh, Darkest Hour won the predictable Oscar for makeup, because fat suit. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Fat suits and Oscars. They just seem to go hand in hand sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just look at Click, the Oscar nominated film and the Oscar nominated Norbit. <laughs> Let's not remind me of those, please. Oscar winning Norbit. Thank you very much. I did not win. Thank you very much. I know that for uh, uh Hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> don't argue with facts. <laughs> uh, 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 fake Oscars. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, not wrong though. Best visual effects. I called it Blade Runner. Woo! God damn it! The, that, uh, I'm, that one... I'm, I'm happy the Blade Runner won. I am, but there's still that part of me that really wanted Apes to win. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I picked Apes because I'm thinking maybe they might actually give it his due for once. But yeah, yeah. I mean... No, they gave, they gave it to Blade Runner because. Uh, was it mostly still practical stuff? Well, um, if I remember, um, there's that feature that you shared, right, Ian, on Facebook about, about the visual effects? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it was a mix. Like, a lot of it was CG. A lot of it was, you know, practical, these you know, giant sets that they built. Um, and actually, a decent amount of it was, like, a lot of old-school model work. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, a lot of the city shots and some of the buildings. Yeah. Like, the fact that that giant, you know, the golden interior offices for uh, Jared Leto's character are not CG. They're actually, like, giant sets with water reflected across the whole room. It's just yeah. like, that's, you know, for old school practical effect work, it's pretty impressive looking. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to knock it down for that. No, no. I mean, everyone, like, the popular vote would have been Planet for the Apes. But for me, at least, I thought Blade Runner had the most impressive visual work, which, hey... They won for cinematography. Finally, Roger Deakins finally got to listen. I think like every single film nerd, as soon as they finally said Roger Deakins, everyone was like, "Yes!" Oh, I, yeah. I literally went and when when uh, they announced Roger Deakins, 
And this only happened one other time during the night. Uh, I literally jumped out of my seat, and, like stood up, and was like shaking my fists in the air and just screamed, yes! <laughs> I, I did that too, so you must have, <laughs> we were up on the same wavelength there on that one. <laughs> uh, I love during his speech oh how he was God. just basically just like, the most like Rolling Stones esque rock star when he shows like yeah just uh I, like I'm pretty sure he was probably fucked up oh everybody's like and my wife in 26 years of uh, the whatever <laughs> I was like damn <laughs> which to be fair I, I was like did he say the wrong name when he said James is like nope that's actually her name is James so <laughs> hmm. but uh, yeah uh, wow <laughs> yeah it was one of things where I'm like man I really respect you but you. I don't know what happened before you got up on the stage. Like, yeah, yeah I'm probably not going to win tonight. All right, I'll do a line. Holy shit, I won! Oh, oh shit, I got to compose myself. I've been here yeah. 14 times before. I know the game. <laughs> well, hey, good for him. He finally won, and I say for his best work. You know, I mean, he's done a lot of great movies as it is, but man, just some of those shots in Blade Runners have just lingered with me the entire time. Yeah, yeah, I uh, and I still stand by this. I think Blade Runner is genuinely one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Oh yeah, no, I said that is the best looking film 100%. of the last decade. So, <laughs> um, and then Dunkirk, hey, a trifecta of wins for sound mixing, sound editing, and film editing. I'm pissed by it. like here's like I'm happy about it, but I'm pissed about it because uh-huh. at least one of the three should have gone to Baby Driver. Nah. Yes. Nah. Honestly, like <laughs> the whole purpose of the movie is editing the set, the fil- film to the music, like one hundred percent. Like sound in a way mixing that... or sound editing, I'm with you on, but I think film editing, like that, the the the, the way that they were able to keep all three of those storylines kind of perfectly in balance, you don't lose track of like what one is versus the other. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. I was I was just mainly mad about the sound ones, sound editing and sound mixing. I'm like, you could give one of these. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was fine with Dunkirk winning. I'm just like, hey, it's, for again, as much as Christopher Nolan tried to deafen me in the theater with the sound mixing of that film, uh, it's good sound. <laughs> it is loud and it is clear and it is effective. So, uh, yeah, and hey, apparently nobody in the Oscars could distinguish sound editing from mixing anyway. So they just said, eh, Dunkirk gets both. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, thank you, JC, for clarifying, and I think that, yeah, what are you saying about, like, yeah, editing is post-production more, mixing's on set, so, hey, now we know at least. Uh, yeah. Also predictable, hey, Phantom Thread 1 for costumes. I mean, yeah. It, it would have been a joke if it didn't. It's like, this is the movie about a fashion designer, and for it to not win would just be kind of like a, sla- a hilarious slap in the face. <laughs> and Mark Bridges won a jet ski from it, so there you go. And that bit, like, honestly, I like I know we shit on a lot of stuff, or at least, like, when it comes to, like, that extra stuff. But, yeah, no, the jet ski thing was kind of funny. Uh, the only thing, I just didn't like it when they forced it, uh, when they forced it at the end, I wasn't a fan of that, when they just, like, cut off their speech. Yeah, I agree. It, it, clearly, nobody took him very seriously on that, but it's like, no, I, I mean it, that Mark Bridges won a jet ski. There you go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, when you get a jet ski with Helen Mirren, I'm like, yo, all right. I would, I would just go, thanks everybody, I'm out. Do <laughs> uh, you think uh, Helen Mirren's going to show up on that jet ski in the next Fast and Furious? <laughs> Helen Mirren and Mark Bridges. I wanted to see them in both, <laughs> both of the Fast and Furious. They can, yeah, they can cast him as the new villain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. They cast him as now. They're like, hey, Jason Statham, he's your new dad. 
He comes in, he's like, hey, I'm not trying to replace your old dad. I just want you to know I love your mom. <laughs> and I can design you a nice uh, a nice suit to go with your butt kicking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I make clothes for Daniel Day-Lewis. Trust me, I can take over the world. He's like, you're not my real dad, Richard. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the whole drama of the movie is, is the, the, now we're bringing in uh, stepfathers into this family. Hey, with everything else they've done in this series so far, I would not put it past them. Um, uh, Shape of Water also won for production design. I, yeah, that, that, that's pretty good. So, I think we all call that, too. Well, I was going to say, especially when you consider um, how little that movie cost compared to how much you probably think it cost. Oh, yeah, because I think it's only like $40 million, right? Uh, no, 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 no. They made that movie for $19 million. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah, Jesus. exactly. That's why you're like, wow, they, they pulled all that off for that, that amount of money? That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's really good. I, I'll, especially like that main set where they keep the creature. You know that whole crazy yeah. sci-fi yeah. lab. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I expected uh, to see the Frankenstein monster somewhere in the background, but uh, it's it's still really impressive work. So yeah. Probably. Well, now yeah, Guillermo's going to take all that Oscar gold and he's going to George Lucas it, so now the Frankenstein monster will be in the background of every scene. <laughs> and will be played by Michael Shane. You know what? And I'm Man, sure... <laughs> when I went to the Del Toro exhibit and. Like you're just like kind of walking through like all these different rooms, and there's one room where it's literally just a giant Frankenstein head. I like I wasn't expecting it, so I was like, "What the fuck?" As soon as I looked up, ah, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and then the head split open, and Guillermo rised out of it. <laughs> yep. Did you go see my movie? <laughs> I will make your movie. <laughs> I will be in your movie too. <laughs> like, Guillermo, I'm not even I'm not even pitching you on anything. Wait, I will make that movie. No, no, Guillermo, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Um, Fantastic Woman won for foreign language film. Yeah, that was pretty much expected too. Mm, that was expected and uh, assumedly deserved. I haven't seen it, so I can't I can't judge on that. Yeah, no, I haven't. It's but I, really, I really good. Talk about it. Said it's amazing. Yeah, no, I I hadn't heard much about it until it started getting momentum for the Oscars, and everyone's just like, yeah, it was great. Apparently, so. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Coco won the Coco Award for animated feature. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry. Coco won the Boss Baby Award for animated feature. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Shaq. A little spoiler for tomorrow. Uh, have you heard about the new Boss Baby Netflix series they're making? Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. <laughs> nope. That is a thing. Are you? You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Tune in for an hour, Shaq, and you'll get the. <laughs> you'll see what that's oh all about. Oh my god. <laughs> well, so Coco won, but Boss Baby won more. <laughs> Apparently. I hate everything right now. <laughs> um, Call Me By Your Name won for Adapted Screenplay, which, not surprised. I mean, I think that makes James Ivory the oldest Oscar winner, doesn't it? Or How, how old is he? 89. Okay, yeah, that was... that's true. Yeah, it might as well be. Yeah, because I know he was one of the oldest nominees right after um, Agnes Varda from the Faces Places documentary. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm assuming... But she got an honorary Oscar, I think, still. True, true. So, I mean, at least for a main competitive award, I'm assuming he's one of the oldest now. Uh, yeah. And then, not one of the oldest, but also, everyone loved it, Get Out, one for Best Original Screenplay, Jordan Peele. As I fucking called it! The player formerly <laughs> known as Mouse so Cop. so good! <laughs> yeah, the player formerly known as Mouse Cop has won an Oscar, so... Yes. <laughs> Man, literally, like, I was wanting him to win the whole night, and... The moment that they called his name out, um, the, the whole theater I was in of about 150 people, pretty much everybody was right there with me, standing up, just cheering. I think I heard a couple of glasses break. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> 
Hey, that's awesome, man. Uh, good. Congrats, Jordan Peele, on your debut film. <laughs> I was so happy about this, man. <laughs> well, what's funny is if you listen to uh, the commentary for Get Out, there, there's a section in it where he kind of laments, where he's like, well, I guess it's all kind of downhill from here, really. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to be able to top this next time. Uh, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. please, everybody, allow me to make a worse movie next time. Don't hate me for it. Well, his new movie is currently we'll, in production. We'll, we'll so. give him some passes. <laughs> yeah, here's hoping. And I think uh, we also have a new story tomorrow about Jordan, one of Jordan Peele's TV shows he's developing. So, Oh, sweet. Yeah. No, he's, he's, getting, uh, he, he's getting momentum, man. Um, supporting actress was Allison Janney for I, Tanya. Team I, Tanya. I also called that from the moment I saw it the first time. I was like, listen, she's going to win. Oh, yeah. I mean, she... Every time, every time she was on screen, you just couldn't take your eyes off of her. So, I, yeah, totally deserved for me. Uh, Sam Walkwell for supporting actor in Three Billboards. Yeah. Still disappointed it wasn't Defoe, but I can understand Rockwell winning because he, he, really, he was great. Yeah, yeah no. but Rockwell didn't fly out in the Green Goblin suit. Avenge <laughs> me! Yeah. <laughs> And and tell and tell whoever presented the award to him that MJ and him were going to have a hell of a time. <laughs> I mean, he did throw a dude cool. out of a window in Three Billboards, and uh... <laughs> yeah, there is that. And then the, that part when he got his face burnt, he was kind of hobgoblinish. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know what? Okay, there we go. New MCU villain Sam Rockwell is the Green Goblin. I will watch that. <laughs> he already was an MCU villain. Oh, shit. yeah, that's, that's true. Right. Fucking Justin Hammer, which they've never brought up again because he was just kind of like a bumbling idiot. That well, was such maybe one of the biggest wastes of Sam Rockwell ever. He did show up for that short film they did for Iron Man three. So, you know, I yeah, proposed a theory a couple of days ago where I think if they if people really wanted to improve Iron Man two, uh, they should go back and uh, replace every other actor in the film with Sam Rockwell. <laughs> And I, th- I think people's esteem of it would uh, really go up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it would still be better than Iron Man three. So, oh my, my one God, thing, though, we do that... not Iron, <laughs> Iron Man three is not that goddamn bad. Man, I- I'm so glad you guys are. On my- I mean, at least you're on my side with that one, Ian, because uh, freaking everybody I know loves that movie. <laughs> no, I love Iron Man three. What are you oh, talking about? Okay, no, you know what? Then take it back. Screw you, Ian. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just said. I was like, how yeah. can you see Iron Man three? We don't talk oh, trash about okay, that. Sorry, and they said um, yes, Iron Man three. I'm like, no. What I was gonna say is that um, Sam Rockwell, honestly, shouldn't have won it for three billboards. He should have won it for Charlie's Angels when he started dancing, fucking Simon <laughs> Says, drinking that Dr Pepper. That is what he should have won it for because that is still the pinnacle. I'm Not, dancing in film. <laughs> dude, he was the best part of Gentleman Broncos. He should have won an Oscar for that film. Uh, never seen Gentleman Broncos, never going to, because I heard it was just garbage. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I believe I saw your post saying that it was your worst movie you've seen on uh, Facebook, Ian. So. I don't know if it's the single worst, but that was the first one that popped into my head. Dude, I, I, <laughs> you know, and the sad thing is at BYU, because, um, what's his name, uh, Jared Hess, the director. Jared Hess? Yeah, he's, uh, he's an alumni from BYU. Everybody just bows and worships his work, every single one of his films. I'm just like, okay, guys, look, Napoleon Dynamite, I like it. I still think it's all right, a fun movie. But you can't tell me that he's made a good movie since. And everyone's like, nah, man, Jared Hess, he's the best, man. Gentlemen Broncos, we use it Yo, for listen, lectures. Nacho Libre. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, best actress, speaking of three billboards, Frances McDormand in... One of the weirder speeches that we saw this year. I mean, she's married to a Cohen. What do you expect? <laughs> I'd be surprised she just cut off her uh, award awkwardly at the end, just like, and then it's just over. 
<laughs> the thing is, is that at the very beginning, she's like, oh, uh, I got some things to say. I was like expecting her to drop names, go, you know, like, hey, yo, fuck this dude and fuck that dude. I thought she was like, going to have some fucking, like, just a full ass, like, Tupac at the end of Hit Him Up level, just like savagery on certain specific people that, but that never happened. I was like, all right, you know what? That's fine. I'm disappointed, but I'm fine. That would have been amazing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she uh, she got up on stage, got all the women in the audience who were nominees to stand up. That was that was cool. Uh, she was laughing nice. like a chipmunk throughout it. I don't get what was going on there. <laughs> but Nerves, probably. Yeah, yeah, just a... <laughs> throughout the whole thing. But, hey, that's good. She she was great in that movie, so I, I don't complain. Uh, also great was Gary Oldman in uh, The Darkest Hour. He was... Uh, I'm not. The more I think about it, the less I'm happy about it. Like, I love Gary Oldman. I just wish it was for a different role. And I, honestly, I just wanted to be Daniel Kaluuya. I really do. So what if they were like, and and the Oscar goes to Gary Oldman for his performance in Lost in Space? Would you be happier? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. No, dude, his performance in um, Fifth Element. He was a, a tour de <laughs> for his performance in Hannibal. <laughs> No, 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 no. For his performance in Tiptoes, Gary Oldman. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about Tiptoes. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's on you. Never forget about Tiptoes. You know, I saw oh this great video. Lord. I saw a great video a while back where they showed the, how chameleon-like Gary Oldman is because they did a montage of, like, every single role he's done where he, like, morphed into every single part. And you just like, are shocked at the contrast of some of his performances. Like, wait, he was in this movie and this movie and this movie, totally unrecognizable in each one of them? Just... <laughs> Yeah, people don't know this, but uh, he actually played Zoe Saldana in the Star Trek films. <laughs> wow, Whew, that fooled me. Yeah, real chameleon. Uh, he he should have gotten it for the Hitman's Bodyguard. That's that's the one. Air Force One, man, Oscar-winning performance. Just saying. Mm, mm, yeah. uh, well, enough Gary Oldman praise. Uh, we finally go down to the big two, and sure enough, Guillermo del Toro won for Best Director for Shape of Water. And in a complete surprise for me, I mean, it's not a complete surprise. Some people were predicting it. Shape of Water won this picture. Yeah, you know, you guys called it. You guys were right. So, uh, is there anything but much yeah, else to say after that? Just honestly, just that. <laughs> then we're right. Let's just keep talking about yeah, that. That we're right. That we're one hundred percent. Isn't that right, Ian? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were right, and uh, we deliver and uh, bow down and uh, fear us. All right, yep. well, your new host for Eye on the Prize, Ian Butcher and Shaquille Lambert. There you go. They clearly know better. Uh, we are your new god. <laughs> this, I'll also consider this a retroactive Academy Award for Blade Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. They can now repackage Blade Two and go from Academy Award winning director. Toro. Oh yeah, Blade Two, Hellboy, uh, Crimson Peak. You know, Rim. Oh yeah. <laughs> We 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 ain't gonna really credit Chris and Peak, but like yo, Hellboy and Blade Two and Pacific Rim, all of those. Oh, we'll even throw in Mimic. Why not? Yeah, hey, yeah. Mimic's great. <laughs> um, one thing that I read though is that they said strike while the iron's hot. He should come back to Warner Brothers or at least a different studio and pitch one more time the fucking Mountain Madness movie. Uh, people might mm. do. It might happen now. You know, he's an Oscar-winning director with some clout, so. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I kind of feel like he might not do it because I've been hearing some stuff from him lately where it sounds like he's kind of done doing like big movies. I, I don't take anything he says with, with seriously anymore because it's like. What are you talking about? That haunted mansion movie he's going to make is going to be great. <laughs> oh, that one with the black and white luchadors or whatever. Yeah, he's totally going to yes. do that one still. Yeah, that one. 
Yeah. Remember how he tried to make like two or three separate video games and none of those ever came out? I mean, his character model's still in um, uh, Death Stranding, so. That's true. Yeah. But like. <laughs> that was the weirdest the, thing. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm still keeping it with the greatest hope that that will never come out. I will never understand what the fuck that meant. <laughs> it's just a big mystery like PT is now, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that just makes me sad about Silent Hills. We almost had a really great Silent Hill game. But Konami, no, listen, Konami wants to make a bunch of fucking pachinko machines. That's where the money is. So, like, hey, you know, screw the rest of our games. And they want you to pay $15 for a safe slot in Metal Gear Survive, so. Wait, what? Oh, did you not hear about that? Uh, that new Metal no. Gear Survive game. To get a second safe slot, you have to pay $15. Yeah, no, fuck that. Like, that game already looked really shitty to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, like, that, that just makes it even worse. Yeah, Konami, um, they can go screw themselves, <laughs> you know, all things considered. But, yeah, so those yeah. are the main winners in all categories. And uh, I just wanted to go around and ask, like, what were some of your favorite moments or most memorable moments or most WTF moments? Uh, Ian, let's get one from you. What do you think was a big moment to mention from the ceremony? Um, everything involving Del Toro's speech, uh, and particularly the moment when uh, after it won Best Picture where he double-checked the envelope to make sure that they'd won. <laughs> oh, that was so great! <laughs> Uh, did you notice that all the envelopes had big, bold letters for every category to make sure there was no confusion? Yeah, they were, they were Warren Beatty proof. Yeah. <laughs> and Faye Dunham uh, proof. My, my, my other favorite moment, which isn't really part of the award show, but it's something that happened during it that I really appreciated. Uh, Sony snapped a picture of uh, what Michael Shannon was doing during the Oscars. Oh, my God! Yes! He was sitting, yeah, he was in typical Michael Shannon fashion. He was sitting alone in a bar in Chicago watching the Oscars on TV. Oh, <laughs> no sound. They had subtitles on too. Yeah, and he's just like chilling out, like just watching the Oscars. That is so sad. <laughs> it is, also, but it's so also sad. on brand. Oh, like, you, do, would you expect any less from Michael Shannon? Come on. I, sure. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I, I just caught it up such a sad image in my head, but okay. <laughs> um. So then, Shaq, what's a, a moment from you uh, that you felt? Really um, good? I'm good because it's a good way to bring it up. But that whole theater thing, like, I get it. Uh, it was, like, it was it was cute for, like, uh, hey, like, bring in some audience participation. But at the same time, it's so unnecessary. That's, like, this is one of those things that, like, you're trying to force, like, the super viral thing, like the Ellen selfie, and, like, them, uh, the random people showing up at the Oscars, like, last year. It's one of those things that, like, this is so unnecessary. They're, like... You could have taken this out. That being said, the only thing that I liked about it was that when uh, Jimmy was, like, picking celebrities to go with them, that uh, his Guillermo met up with Guillermo del Toro at the same time. <laughs> I was like, yo, the twin Guillermo's meet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, and then he's like, I need celebrities. Who wants to come up? And the first one he picks is Ansel Elgort. <laughs> yeah, like, really? <laughs> that poor guy. I mean, look, I'm sure Ansel Elgort's the nicest guy in the world, but when I think of who's a big celebrity, I would not pick Ansel Elgort ahead of Mark Hamill. Yeah, no, Mark Hamill's the first person to go. And the thing is, I know some people were like, oh, that's probably scripted. No, there's a there's a dude, uh, an article on IGN, I think, came out yesterday or two days ago, about a dude who was actually there. And it's like, no, we did not expect that at all. Like, it was some random dude who pulled me on the street. He's like, hey, do you want to see Rickle in Time? And then he's like, yeah, sure. And then, uh, so, so-and-so. And it turns out, like, the people who brought him there were actually producers for Jimmy Kimmel Live. They just didn't say that they were. Yeah, no, which, I mean, I like that part, that part too, although <laughs> the funny part was, uh, and I, the guys at Double Toasted pointed this out, the fact that you see the shot of the theater and there's, like, people asleep in there, it's like, that does not bode well for Wrinkle in Time. Just yeah, yeah. I've, read, I've heard a couple of the early reviews a friend of mine saw it yesterday, and it was, uh, 
not great. Well, I mean, like, there's a, a lot of them are saying it's kind of a mess. Yeah, I mean, it's from visionary director Ava DuVernay, who made such visionary films. I mean, hey, my... hey, 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 you bad. We don't badmouth Ava DuVernay in this house. No, I'm just gonna say she makes great movies. She doesn't make visionary movies. She makes, you know, Selma, really good drama film. You know. Um, but my whole thing is that people are like, oh, it's kind of a mess. I'm like. A Wrinkle in Time is a mess in itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That, like, literally, I remember reading that in eighth grade and going, like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I read that thing cover to cover twice, and I was still like, I have no idea what's happening in any of this. Yeah, I made it through so, like, halfway. This is, this is just keeping faithful to the book. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like, It was like a weird moment of cross-promotion of like, oh, hey, we just so happen to be showing A Wrinkle in Time that comes out in a couple of weeks. But but it is also that thing where before like when they cut the movie off and before like all the people actually walk out, the audience didn't even seem that bummed that they they suddenly shut off a wrinkle in time. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like oh all right, mm-hmm. yeah no that's, that sounded about right. Um, also, uh, two other things I want to mention real quick all right, go ahead. was the whole thing the. The the parts when they're talking about like diversity and stuff, I thought that was cool. Um, I do like Kamel Johnny's thinking about like, yo, listen, we have white guys watching movies made by me or about me and have them relate to that because I've been doing that all my life. I was like, yes, that is relatable <laughs> as fuck. But the one thing that was funny though after was that they were briefly talking about Black Panther and they cut to Lee Daniels and he's like, get ready for more uh, Get Out, more Black Panthers, and more Wrinkles in Time. And re- thinking back about the early reviews right now, that whole Wrinkle in Time part, I'm like. Do we really want more of those? Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, um, I do want oh. more Ava to keep doing more, like, big blockbuster stuff, but I think this one's just kind of a misfire. Um, uh, I also want uh, uh, Tiffany Haddish to host every award show ever. Okay, I got something to say about that one. <laughs> she uh, was so great. Right. Uh, I know what you're going to say, it. and I'm going to say, fuck you in advance. No, 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 no. Okay, so what, what do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> uh, that you didn't like her, you thought uh, it was kind of annoying and it ran too long. No, uh... I thought that five minutes is about just as long as you need of Tiffany Haddish and that stuff because when she did the nomination announcements earlier this a few months ago, she could barely read the are name. You, are you still hung up about that, though? No, like, I'm just saying. People are like, oh, yeah, in those five minutes, Tiffany Haddish and Ray R- R- Maya Rudolph were really funny. And they were really funny. But get Tiffany Haddish longer than five minutes? <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I saw Girls Trip and I had her for like an hour, almost an hour and 40-something minutes, and she was great at that. Sure, sure. I'm... I'm fine i just i don't know like, there's part of me that's like i'm maybe she'll be great but then having seen her in other stuff i'm like my hit to cringe ratio is still a little bit unsure with tiffany haddish so uh, i but she was really funny in that bit so i, I will totally uh, i'm agree just that. hoping that uh, uh because she was on stage with maya rudolph that this this uh, can put us one step closer to a uh, Tiffany Haddish, Paul Thomas Anderson collaboration. <laughs> They've been talking about that for a that's, minute, so I kind of wanted to happen. It could happen, and I kind of want it to happen. Well, he's writing a script with his eight-year-old daughter, so maybe they'll cast Tiffany Haddish in a role. Yes. <laughs> and that's going to be the most fucked up movie written by an eight-year-old you've ever seen. Oh, no, have you? Uh, did you see the interviews? Because uh, um, Shaq and Nick and I talked about it at Breakfast Pub, and apparently, like, Paul Thomas Anderson is the secretly the most adorable person in the world because he's just like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh like, yeah, like, you know, she brings me down to earth. She makes me more light. You know, tries to balance out my darkness kind of thing. I'm just like, aww. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, 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 Mark Maron had a great interview with him uh, like a year ago. He just walked through all of PTA's movies and 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 he's he's very frank and like very no bullshit. Like when they get to Magnolia, he's like. 
Yeah, that movie's way too fucking long. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think it's a literal quote. He's like, it's it's ungodly how long that movie is. That's what I said about Inherent Vice too. So hey, we don't, we don't, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, pushing all your buttons. Also, today. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Ian, when Justin told me about that whole thing, I'm like, Paul Thomas Anderson is basically making Axe Cop, his own version of Axe Cop. <laughs> Dude, what if he's making Axe Cop? <laughs> a live action axe cop that'd be so sick Paul oh my god <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson's axe cop starring Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> bring nope. about our retirement to play yeah in a movie written by an 8 year old Daniel Day-Lewis and John C. Riley are axe cop <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Offerman will have a role somewhere I'm sure. yeah oh yeah <laughs> yes, the, the original axe cop like the one the founder yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, Julianne Moore will be in there somewhere uh, speaking of ungodly long, too, was Gary Oldman's speech not, like, the longest freaking speech you've yes. heard? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I-, I love you, Gary Oldman, and you totally deserve to win, in my opinion, but you are definitely not winning that jet ski, because, good. <laughs> just... You even brought it up, but it was one of those things that's just like, get on with it. <laughs> You're really, you, you affable British man. Just like, I, 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 I couldn't believe I, I won this. Thank you, Dick. Academy. I was like, just get to, 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 today, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was possessed by the spirit of uh, uh what's his name from uh... Benicio del Toro. <laughs> no, no, no. I was thinking, I was thinking, um, uh, the guy from Four Weddings and a Funeral. Uh, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Benicio del Toro. <laughs> yeah, let's just. I was thinking, yeah, Benicio del Toro in Star Wars. Like the, 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 the credits. The, the, I can, I can help you get your ship. Like, get on. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Hugh Grant. On, That's man. what I was thinking. Like, he got possessed by Hugh Grant. Like, oh, my, excuse me. <laughs> so a combination of Benicio Del Toro and Hugh Grant possessed him at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one more I'll mention, but I feel like you're going to mention it. So uh, I'll, let, I'll pass the floor to you to, like, memorable stuff. Oh, I mean, I, I kind of said a lot of my stuff while I was naming the winners. Because, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, this person did this, this person did that. Because uh, I'm looking at it now. Where it's like. I mean, there's a lot of name dropping for people who won from various countries, and that's cool. I mean, a lot of a lot of love to Mexico because of Coco, which awesome. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, uh, you know, I actually kind of liked um, oh gosh, Chappelle. I thought he was actually pretty good doing his little uh, bit. Yeah, Chappelle. Chappelle was nice. Yeah, and no, I liked him a lot in that. And uh, you know, I'll say this overall too, just for kind of a general moment. I think Jimmy Kimmel's one of the better hosts they've had at the Oscars for years. And I know some people will disagree with that. They say that he's drier than toast. But when you think of the balance that he had to do of, like, being funny, but not too over the top, but also not too boring, and also making his presence felt throughout the entire show, I think he's done a better job than a lot of the previous hosts have in, in recent years. I don't know. <laughs> Unless I'm completely yeah, wrong. No, I, no I, I agree with that. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I even thought, like, his opening monologue was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite laughs was the one where he's like, you know, more people need to behave like Oscar over here. You know, I'll tell you why, because uh, he's got his hands right where you can see them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, I love that every time he like had a dig at Christopher Plummer, his wife was just having it way more than he was. <laughs> like, ah, he roasted your ass. Man, they are clearly married way too long. Just like, he got you. <laughs> Christopher Plummer was like, man, if I could run up to that fucking stage right now, I'd kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm 88 years old, but I'm not too old enough to kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the, yeah, the thing I wanted to mention was the, the movie montage, the whole, like, nine years of movies. I thought that was great. 
that one, I loved that. I was confused what it was about until they just said, yeah, it's just a montage about 90 years of Oscars. I'm like, okay. But yeah. I, I, like, I kind of got that the moment they started showing like movies. I'm like, I know that didn't get nominated for shit. Uh, so like, it was just like a lot of like iconic moments. I was like, okay, you know, I get what it is. And I love all of this. I love how near the end, like one of the final things you think they show, show nothing but like big movies, but they show like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that part when Leatherface is just like swinging chainsaw. I was like, yes. They actually put they, that in. They can show that, but they don't include Toby Hooper in the In Memoriam. I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. That was really, like, they put George Romero in there, but not Toby Hooper. It's like, uh, Toby Hooper is just as important to the horror community as jo- George Romero is. Just, uh, yeah, it was really sad. It's, it's disappointing. Like, they they missed a couple names. It was, I don't remember who else they, they forgot to mention. No, there were but, a few uh, people. Like, there's a whole list where someone made a point just like, like nine people at least who are like you know not just people who are like on TV or music but people who are notable in film uh, at least yeah. in, in an Oscar winner one who was an Oscar they winning Adam West well uh, Adam West I mean I guess that'd be more I know big. he's mostly I know he's mostly TV but he's still like a big name in Hollywood true true and I because I, I was thinking too I'm like this in memoriam seems unusually short for how many people died this year and sure enough it's because they totally just left off a bunch of people's names but ugh, yeah that was a bummer. Uh, and also, I'm, I mean, I'm bummed that they didn't include Sinbad in that end and that end reel. <laughs> Sinbad? Yeah. Sinbad's not dead. <laughs> uh, I mean, his career is. You know. oh, did you see the uh, the parody shit. video they did from um, uh, what was it, The Onion, where they showed all the dead careers that were <laughs> killed this year? Oh shit! <laughs> Damn. Oh. It was savage, oh. man. <laughs> it was really savage. It's like, yeah, uh, Kevin Spacey, eleven three seventeen, or you know, or whoever, you know, whatever dates. I'm just like, wow. um but yeah i mean i actually thought most of the montages were pretty good uh i did think the time's up movement kind of ground things to a halt where it's like as much as important as it was it seemed where it was placed the oscars were already starting to drag a little bit at that point and that didn't help but then they're also like okay did i miss something or did they not announce the dude who came up for the military um montage they did oh west duty yeah yeah no because west duty and like wait i know who this guy is but maybe I i thought it was an error on my tv I didn't hear them announce his name, so I was just like... I think that, yeah, they, we might have missed it, that's the thing. Yeah, because I'm like, I love West Duty, but it's just... I was confused at first, I'm like, what's the purpose of this montage? And then it's just like, oh, it's just soldiers, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, just military flicks. Yeah, woo, support our troops. I, I wish they had put Tropic Thunder in there, <laughs> just like Loki <laughs> sneak the footage. Dude, yeah, if they had taken it out of the uh, the 90-year montage and put it into the war montage, that would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, just like Ben Stiller's like running with that like, helicopter explosion, I was like, that would have fit. Yeah, yeah, I would have I bought it. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that's most of the moments I wanted to cover in here. Most of the other ones... I mean, it was a pretty safe Oscar, and it shows that people maybe don't care too much because, man, the ratings were sucky this year for the Oscars. Uh, I think it does help that, like, I think like most of these movies, no one saw aside from like, aside from Dunkirk, Get Out, and a little bit of Lady Bird, and even, but even then, it's not much. Um, and Coco, but most most people didn't see most of these, so. They didn't really have much invested in it. Well, you know, and that's the problem. I mean, every year we keep having these arguments. Like, the Academy needs to put more movies that people have seen. But at the same time, that also ignores the fact that some people just can't get their movies distributed to a wide audience because people just show no interest. It's not the fault of the movie itself. It's just, yeah, you know, just who's going to watch Call Me By Your Name? Who's going to watch, you know, any of the other, you know, smaller hit films? It's like... 
I don't know. I, I feel so debatable. Because actually, um, my uh, lady friend, as I mentioned, uh, she had that same argument. It's like, how come the Oscars never see uh, show movies I've seen? I'm like, because Thor Ragnarok is great, but it's not a Best Picture candidate. You know? Yes, or... it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Ian, just for you, I will say that. <laughs> but... I apologize. <laughs> I'm kidding, I didn't. I know. I know you, man. <laughs> but, you know, and it's... It's one of those things. I, I respect it. It's like, yeah, sure, fine. I'd love to see, you know, big blockbuster film. I mean, heck, freaking, I would love to see, like, Spider-Man Homecoming nominated for something this year. Which, again, why? Why was it not? Why did Guardians 2 get an Oscar nomination over Thor or Spider-Man? The thing is, is that uh, with Guardians, Guardians has a lot more going on in terms of effects. Sure. Like, you got, like, raw, like not just, like, the people, but, like, the environments and just, like, the amount of stuff that they had to work on that for that compared to... Spider-Man, it's like it, they're going to go for the bigger one. Sure, but I mean, Thor had just as big special effects. It was like, what, a $180 million movie? Yeah, but I think Guardians' effects look a little better than Thor's. Maybe. Okay, all right. I, mean, <laughs> I love Thor Ragnarok, but there's a lot of points in that movie where it's like, oh, and now we're just going to do a lot of acting against a green screen. Okay, well, that's Well, fine, I mean, I yeah, to be fair, the, uh, the last-minute redub of uh, Norway that they had for Anthony Hawkins scenes where it's like, yeah, this is very clearly a green screen background. But... Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know you're not actually on a field, guys. Come on. <laughs> you can go to a field. I almost kind of wish they did that kind of Fisher King style they were aiming for in the first uh, trailer, where they're just in an alleyway in New York. That, yeah. That could have been really cool. But I guess also that was the last minute, like, hey, Doctor Strange was a huge hit. We need to sh- insert this into the movie. So. Well, no, actually, no, the Doctor Strange stuff, that was there originally, because they actually... All the Doctor Strange stuff, they shot that like months before they actually started shooting the rest of the movie <laughs> because the sets for Doctor Strange were still up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. So, all right, that's cool. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, it's just going to be a problem with the Oscars. I mean, their ratings are declining like crazy still. I think these are even lower than last year's, which were pretty bad. And, I mean, on the one hand, though, I know a lot of people who watch it through non-TV means. They watch it through streaming sites, and they watch it through the ABC app, and they watch it through, like, Rabbit and other kind of, like, you know, media-sharing stuff. So it's not that people aren't watching. They're just not watching on TV. But then how do we account for that, you know? Like, I don't know. Am I, am I wrong to assume that there's there needs to be some better way to track who's actually watching the show? Um, maybe, I, I don't know. I, I really just, I really do feel like it's just that, that whole thing we were talking about of people, especially younger people just kind of don't give a shit about the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Young people are stupid. No, well, no I was gonna say, I, I'm, I'm kind of with them actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like low key, like, even though like, I still enjoy like doing this show and all this stuff. It's like, at the same time, I get why people don't give a shit about the Oscars. It, Cause it feels like. The Academy is still very much an older Academy. Like, regardless of, like, whatever, like, initiatives that they have for diversity, it's still mostly, like, they're going to be going for these kinds of films. And so with a lot of younger audiences, they're just like, I don't give a shit about these. So, like, um, why would I watch not, – not just that, but also just, like, award shows as a, as a whole. is like, hey, it's a bunch of just, like, people, famous people in suits congratulating themselves. Yeah, so, and, and that's the thing is is like the crowd I saw it with was mostly people kind of like you know thirty and under, and they seemed kind of bored by most of the show. And, and honestly, the moments where they got into it were you know like when Get Out won, you know you know stuff like that. But the rest of the show, they were just kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I mean, 
Sure. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and that's also the thing, like, arguing that the old Academy here were the young people back when the Academy was starting to revision stuff. Like, um, say, in the 70s, that was a huge changing point for the Academy, too, because it's like, yeah, you know, Dustin Hoffman wasn't just the rebel anymore. He was becoming accepted in the mainstream Oscars or, you know, these other films are getting recognized, like Easy Rider and that stuff. So I think it's just it, we're caught in a generational problem right now. We're just transitioning to one group of people to another. But then there's also the problem, too, that, you know, Adding new cast, I mean, new um, Academy members doesn't mean they'll actually watch the movies either. Because freaking what was it? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence who turned off Phantom Threads after 15 minutes, apparently. Where I'm just like, to be fair, like she, the, the, when she gave her reasoning, it's like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. It's basically because it reflects way too much of her real life. Sure, but like even though she didn't, she didn't say it, but it's basically she's like, listen. I've endured this already, and that was my relationship with Darren Aronofsky. I don't need this. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, but, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, sure, maybe if you have a personal connection to that, but then is it a fair vote to say if you don't watch all the movies? We complained about that with previous years. Like, I know we did. I know we did. Um, but is she, is she an Academy member? Yes. Uh, anyone who gets nominated for an Oscar is an Academy member. So Really? Okay, then, yeah. The, the, like, she, like, I know she said that, but she should have finished it. Yeah. Like if it's like remember like what I said last week like if you're voting for best picture which is I believe is everyone in the academy you have an obligation to watch these movies. Oh yeah. No, I totally agree. I think you know maybe you don't care for all of them but you should have a fair opinion to vote. You can't just say well, I mean, and I know they showed other people like, yeah, but you didn't watch Get Out. Where I'm like, that's wrong. You should watch Get Out still if it's nominated for best picture. Sorry if you just don't care, but that doesn't mean it's not Oscar worthy. <laughs> I just. But at the same time, also, the people who only say, I just watched Get Out and None of the Other Ones, that's just as wrong. So, it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm too old for the Oscar, or for, for most of the people coming up in the Oscars. That, uh, that might be the case. Maybe. But... Well, clearly, this will be the last season of I and the Prize, talking about all that. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> no. Well, on that note. <laughs> no, no, no. I... Uh, we gonna burn this motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah. Now you, you got depressed. Shaq's about to throw a metaphorical trash can through the window of the show. <laughs> yeah, you guys depressed me now. But in all seriousness, um, any other points that we want to discuss before we wrap things up? No, just it was a it was a solid show. Um, like ratings aside, it was a solid show. And the big move, like. like out of all the nominees for Best Picture, even though it was still Get Out for number one, Shape of Water was easily my number two. So at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? I'm happy. Like, two years in a row, a movie I highly enjoyed won the big prize. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, Ian, any last thoughts from you? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought as, as far as shows go, it, you know, went it, – it, it clipped along relatively well, you know, as far as an Oscar – as much as an Oscar show can. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was all right. It was predictable. But, yeah, I felt like at the end of the day, you know, the right people walked away with all the right stuff. Yeah, no, I, I pretty much echo that sentiment. I think for me personally, if I was running the Oscars and things they need to cut, uh, fewer montages, uh, no stunt like that whole theater thing. Just just keep it straight. Keep it focused. And yeah. let's just try to shoot for under three hours. You know, that that would be a first good step. Just. You know, it's like, like, never going to happen. I, I know it, we say it's never going to happen. It's possible to happen if people, one, if they don't have Gary Oldman do a speech. Um, but two, you know, it, what? This one went on for three hours and 40 minutes, I think. Or something like that. It felt like that long. Just there's easily stuff you can cut out to trim out the runtime. Maybe that's just me. Uh, but I think that would really help to get people to watch the Oscars in that case if they didn't feel like they were going to invest freaking whole night worth of content. 
Um, and <laughs> it was funny, too. I noticed a bunch of the stuff they were screening at the same time, the Oscars on TV, because I have cable still. I know I'm a troglodyte like that. But um, <laughs> uh, I looked up and it's like, oh, well, let's see. Straight out of Compton on this channel, uh, big movie on this channel, big movie on this channel. Yeah, of course people chose other things to watch because <laughs> they had a huge competition. Listen, if, if I knew Straight Outta Compton was playing on another screen, I'm going to go watch that. <laughs> At the same time, oh, also I wanted to mention that, like, my mom actually really wants to go see The Shape of Water now. <laughs> no, which even... is, like, I don't know what to tell. Like, I'm like, yeah, sure, we can watch it. But at the same time, I'm like, I, f- I feel weird about it. It was like, do you really want to watch a movie about about uh, a girl fucking a fish? All right. Yeah. Like, I know it's deeper than that, and I've argued about it on Twitter. At the same time, I'm like, I don't know if she'll enjoy it. No, my brother texted me while the Oscars are happening. He's like, so is The Shape of Water just weird, or is it actually as good as everyone says it is? And I'm like, um, I don't know if you're the right audience to want to watch the movie, if that's what you're asking, because this stuff that happens, the fish sex, the nudity, Michael Shannon, <laughs> that's, a, that's a rating all in itself. And he was just like, oh, no, no, I don't plan to watch it. I just wanted to know. I'm like, well, why the frick did you ask me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it, it, it's raised people's awareness, just like, oh, The Shape of Water movie. Maybe it's not as bad as I, you know, because that's the thing. is like, you know, people didn't want to go see it because it's just like, yeah, it's the freaky, freaky fish movie. But, dude. That's the thing, and I've been annoyed by that, especially on Twitter. Like, I know there's been a lot of jokes now, like even more jokes about how yeah, it's about a girl fucking a fish. Which are, those jokes are funny, but at the same time, the people who refuse to see it because they uh, it, they think it's just that—that's the stuff that gets on my nerves. Well, it's like the people say, like, "Oh, Paddington, that must be a terrible movie. It's about a stu- you know a stuffed bear or original story or whatever, and that kind of stuff." It's like it's really good. But it though. told them that they fucked the stuffed bear that changed everything around. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I don't want to think about. Or that Michael Shannon was in it, change everything. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> or Michael Shannon was playing Paddington. <laughs> oh my God! Hello, my name is Paddington. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, his eyes are pointing in different directions every time talking to people. <laughs> Just <laughs> he's all sweaty and moist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I. Again, we're rambling on right now. This is most of the stuff we had to discuss, but I, I enjoyed it too. I just, I can't wait to see what happens next year. I mean, and that's me. I've watched the Oscars every year for the last fifteen years, but you know, I, I like seeing these shows to see what you know what kind of films get exposed. You know, maybe people will be aware of Shape of Water. Maybe people will be more aware of, say, you know, if they aren't already aware of Get Out, they'll say, hey, now it's an Oscar winner. There must be some legitimate claim and go watch it, kind of thing. You know, that's part of the reason why I like the Oscars. They they boost the profile. Um, and maybe maybe now people will go back and watch Keanu because there's an Oscar winner in it. <laughs> Man, you know, Keanu's underrated. I will uh, say this. I'll put this in the air. It's underrated. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. And to be fair, if you go by that logic, like, oh, there's an Oscar winner in it. How many bad films was Cuba Gooding Jr. in after he won the Oscar for Jerry Maguire? Hey, How hey, Snow Dogs, Snow Dogs is a masterpiece. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You're right about this because remember, I think I talked about this. We talked about this last week. How I'm like, if you're basically the best supporting actor, you're kind of cursed to be in a lot of shit right after. Because mm. like, uh, Jared Leto, Blade Runner aside, has been in some bullshit. Uh, Cuba is the main example. Uh, J.K. Simmons hasn't been in anything good since Whiplash. I don't and know yet, what you're talking about. No, fully acknowledge of what. Great. No. What? Oh, what was that? Ian? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, oh my God. he's in Terminator Genesis. 
No, I said I said everything that J.K. Simmons has been in since Whiplash has been bad. Wait, wait, wait. Are you everything, saying that this... wink, wink, nudge, nudge, fuck you, La La Land? Are you hey, saying the snowman is a masterpiece? <laughs> wait a second, you sack of shit. Don't, don't, don't try and pull something on me like that. <laughs> on you. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a, a unfortunate curse for some of the acting winners. I mean, at least the technical winners kind of go unscathed because it's like, yeah, how many, uh, you know, well, okay, let's say that. I hope Roger Deakins never gets nominated again. I hope he does. I mean, I really want him to, but. <laughs> never work again. <laughs> All right, I won my Oscar Blade Runner. That's enough. And then he disappears and goes to space. <laughs> yeah. Yoda at the end of Jedi. He's like Yoda, Return of the Jedi. He just he fades away. <laughs> Master Master Deacons, please, I need the instructions on the way of the cinematography. And he goes, there is another cinematographer. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? And you're trying to rewind the VHS tape. You're like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Well, rest in peace, Roger Deacons. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say <laughs> <laughs> You're making it sound so tragic. Like, he's the Yoda. He passed away. Okay, I'm done. I don't know what I'm talking about no more. I'm done. This is this has been really really fun. I just want to say, first of all, huge thank you to both you guys for sticking through this whole escapade that we've been going through with the with the Eye on the Prize. This has been really really fun. Uh, you know, it's my first thing I've ever headlined and created for one of us.net that I didn't steal from Chris, at least for a few episodes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, I want to thank you guys. You guys have been great. You've been great support, uh, great comments. You know, I got nothing but love for you guys, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, thank you for letting me be on this, this crazy awards season foolishness. This odyssey. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And uh, I want to thank everyone who's listening. I know there's that dedicated fan base. I got a few people who message me every now and then, including on the Oscar ceremony. They're just like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I'm like, I'm killing it. I don't know what to tell you. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I know you guys, genuinely, you guys have been listening. You guys are great fans. Thank you so much. We're obviously going to go for a break for this. You know, I've, Hopefully we'll be able to start this up next season for the Oscars uh, sometime probably around. Listen, listen, listen. I'm thinking reunion episode, the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> That's when we come back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway joking and halfway serious about like the, like the dumb the summer awards, like again. the key choice. I, I was going to say we could just start the awards watch again next week and be like, okay, what chances do we think Black Panther is going to have? And we just keep going. He's Which that was the saddest joke Jimmy Kimmel made at the Oscars. Just like now we can all get excited for what awards Black Panther will not be nominated for next year. <laughs> I'm just like, uh... like that would hurt me. And I will say this right now: if it not just nominated, but if it doesn't fucking win best, uh, was it uh, costume? Like best costume design and shit. I will throw a chair at a TV or something. Well, if Shape of Water cannot even be nominated for best makeup, I wouldn't rule that out. But at the same time, I would say that would be the strongest possibility for Black Panther because, yeah, I mean, visual effects. I'm it's not, not going to win best visual effects. Cause the, the, listen, full disclosure, them visuals are kind of rough. Yeah. yeah. Those rhinos, the some of the car flipping. You know? the, the rhinos and the car flipping, I was fine with. It's only like the, the last hand-to-hand fight in like the between uh, Killmonger and Chala. That was where it was like, oh, y'all, y'all could have rendered that out. And some of the scenic shots of the uh, the dreamscape when they whenever they went to that other the other. Uh, I like that. 
I thought that was great. It, it, was, it looks good I think, on an art level. It just some of it was a little, you know, it was like kind of like thing with like uh, Norway and Thor Ragnarok. It's like it's clearly overlaid on top of a green screen. Yeah, yeah. but the, okay, dream, the dreamscape is not supposed to be a real place. Norway and Thor was supposed to be a real place. No, no, what are you talking about? Norway is just a figment of our imaginations, man. But, but... Oh my god! <laughs> oh guy. my god! Nothing but grass. <laughs> That, that friend of mine from Oslo, that doesn't exist. That never happened. He was lying. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> my mind right now. But I would also be totally happy if Black Panther got a costume design Oscar because, yeah, that was totally awesome. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, uh, so, yeah, whenever we show up, we'll show up, either for the MTV Awards, for the actual next Oscars. Who knows? You'll the Nickelodeon see. Kids' Choice Awards. Oh, yeah. I oh, actually, yeah. I'll come back for the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> and I will talk about who gets slimed. Award. Yeah, and I won't watch the awards. I'll just comment on them. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, man, they slimed Tom Cruise, didn't they? No, man, that didn't happen at all. Fuck you. Yeah, it did. <laughs> you know, I still remember watching that live when Mission Impossible 2 came out, so. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I... I feel old. I feel very old, but I do remember watching Tom Cruise get get slimed on stage when he was promoting Mission Impossible Two. So, man, remember Mission Impossible Two? Let's just do a commentary for that right now. Uh, <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> that was basically that, me. That movie, that movie is insane, and I love every second of it. And it's still the only Mission <laughs> the motorcycle, Impossible. The motorcycle fight. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And how if you keep watching it, you go, oh, from from shot to shot, uh, uh, noticing when the tire treads change from off road to on road tires. <laughs> Oh, oh, they're off-road. Oh, now they're on-road again. Oh, back to off-road. Uh, that's still the only Mission Possible I have not seen yet, and I don't it think... It is not good. No, that's it what does. I've heard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... All right, tune in for our Mission Possible 2 commentary next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. But thank you, guys. Uh, Ian, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me everywhere. DoubleToast.com. I'm on Sammy Anstein Shit. Toast to Toast with Will Valley. Uh, one of us dot net. I'm floating around on the reviews and stuff. Uh, the gathering on, which is quickly turning into one of my favorite things. It's really fun. I, I listened to that first episode. That episode was great. <laughs> when y'all talk about the hot sauces and shit. Oh, oh man, it's yeah, it's, oh, it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, I got the um, uh, the third party on uh, bookmark. So, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, the Ian Butcher, Facebook Ian Butcher. You can stalk me there. Alrighty. Uh, so then, Shaq, where can we stalk you on the internet? <laughs> uh, y'all can stalk me on. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, all pretty much the social media stuff at Shaq Excellence. That's S H A K Excellence. Awesome. And uh, also, I have been listening to your guys' review on Message from the King from uh, the oh, Unapologetic Geek. Yes. Out. I, should, I should actually plug that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Unapologetic, uh, Unapologetic Geek Out. They invited me on to review uh, Message from the King, which is the Chadwick Boseman Revenge where he's still basically playing Chala again. And yeah, that episode's out now, so go listen to that. Yeah, no, it's really fun to listen to so far. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on oneofus.net. I write the notes for The Breakfast Pub. Uh, I will be your host for The Breakfast Pub for the next two weeks with Shaq and Nick. Uh, Ian, you're uh, welcome to co- join in as well if you'd like. <laughs> woo! He's not busy working his ass off. Yeah, no, and that's, uh, that's why I've been kind of hesitant to invite. Just like, I really don't want to interfere with your work schedule, man. I really don't. But... Well, we'll figure it out. Okay, cool, cool. Just let me know, man. Um, otherwise, yeah, you can find me just, you know, here whenever this is back on. Uh, I'm aiming for season two to officially start somewhere in September, October. And then you can find me on Unapologetic Geek Out. I'm on there most weeks doing news coverage as well. And you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So thank you guys all so much for being such a great audience. Thank you guys for being such great co-hosts. 
We will tune in later. Uh, keep on fighting for the prize. Keep your eye on the prize. All the things that we've been talking about this this year. You guys are awesome. Talk to you later. See y'all next season. <laughs>